gonna try to feed him yet. Okay. Welcome to the Unicorn Club Season 2 Audio Journal Podcast. Today is October 12, 2020. For those of you that are new, and my day ones actually, gather yourselves and come on in. Um, I like to start off always by letting you guys know that you are not my followers. There's no followers here at the Unicorn Club. We are cousins, and we are a tribe. We are the salt of the earth. A modern day Jesus on earth. And what I mean by that is, hold on, excuse me. And what I mean by that is we are leaders. Here at the Unicorn Club, we are not followers. We blaze trails for other people to follow. Jesus was not a follower. He was a leader and he had 12 disciples. And the same applies to everyone who is affiliated with the Unicorn Club. This is a podcast that I have never networked. So if you come across this podcast, believe me, it was fate. It was destined and meant for you to find this particular podcast. So I just want to kind of get into it. I just had to turn that down. You know how you just, (laughs) it's like 1 a.m., right? And I fell asleep after work, which is why I'm up so late. And so I'm flicking through the channels, and I was saying to myself, why is all of these horror movies showing on television? Then I remembered we're in the month of October and Halloween is coming up. Then after they get done with this, they're going to go into the whole Thanksgiving thing. And then after that, they're going to go into Christmas. And after that, they're going to go into New Year's. After that, they'll go into Valentine's Day, and then they'll keep quiet. So, I was just flicking through the channels, needless to say, and there was like too much horror films showing for me. Some of that stuff just upset my spirit, and I just can't watch it. But there was one I was partially watching, and I have no idea, cousins, what the name of this movie was. All I know is it was some type of black blob um, attaching itself to people. Until it found one host that it actually liked. And it actually was a good guy. The blob thing was an actual good guy. And he actually wanted to help. And the person that he attached himself to, the blob thing was actually looking out for the human being. And helping him out along the way. That was quite interesting. But don't ask me what was the name of the movie. I have no idea. I don't know what type of crime they was fighting. I don't know how the movie ended. Only thing I know is it started off in a laboratory. That's that's it. So, now I've got the TV onto some cartoon. Thinking, okay, this might soothe my soul. And it is so freaking annoying. I'd rather just... Turn to Tom and Jerry, where there's like zero talking and music that is soothing. I don't know what this cartoon is. It's annoying.
The voices are annoying. The music is annoying. I don't know. So anyway, I kind of just want to get into it tonight, a.k.a. this morning, um, because there had been something on my mind for about two days now. And it's really kind of petty, but there's a moral to the story. And if this is your first time listening to me, I like to let people know that I am a woman of substance. I treat people the way that I treat myself. I am all for integrity and being noble and having morals and moral standards. I am not perfect by far. I will continue to learn until the day that God calls me home to glory. I will make mistakes. I will make not so wise choices from time to time. But the bottom line is the dysfunction and the immaturity that a lot of people come with, I just don't come with it. I think that God took me through cycles upon cycles upon cycles upon cycles of growing pains and because of that I'm more mature for my age even though I'm over 40 and I know that because I speak to people who are older than me sometimes let me see sometimes people are In their 80s, four decades older than me, and I, I'm more mature than them. So for that, I say I'm blessed and highly favored. With all of that being said, I'm going to tell you a story. And even though it sounds ridiculous, there's a moral to it. So, there's an acquaintance of mine I, I've known from elementary school. As we got older, we separated. And then we reconnected through Facebook. The last I saw her, she had two children. When we reconnected, she had four. And now she's on her fifth. And I don't know her children the way I know most of my friends and family members' children. I don't ask her about her children. Uh, she really doesn't mention them to me. She actually likes to portray her teenagers as really good, upstanding teenagers. And I know good and well. Teenagers are exactly that. Teenagers. So that's just her controlling the narrative of the image that she likes to portray to people concerning herself and her children. I'm quite sure she has a reason for that. Again, I never asked her, to be honest with you, because I don't care. I do know that I can't be fooled because God has taken me through 
<laughs> cycle upon cycle upon cycle upon cycle of growing pains. I literally had to learn to grow through what I went through. And I literally had to learn to learn the lesson without the emotional attachment. First of all, I had to grasp what that even meant. What did that look like? As an emotional human being, how does one do that? As a nurturing type of alpha female, how do I even begin to do that? What does that look like? And then once I grasped it, I had like an aha kind of moment. And I, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I think I got it. But, you know, sometimes, you know, life lessons come and I find it to be, to be painful. You know, it's, it still hurts. It still hurts. But then there's other times where I learned the life lesson and I'm like, okay, two tears in a bucket. It is what it is. And I learned the life lesson. I apply it all across the board. And then I wait for the test to come along. Well, I try not to forget that the test is going to come along. <laughs> and if I forget it, I get tested a second time. So that's how that works. At least for me. So tribe. This girl... I wanna I wanna make up a name for her. I'm thinking. You know what? Let's just give her a hood name. Let's just call her Redbone. We're gonna call her Redbone. So and I don't mean to talk. It's not my intentions to speak ill of the upcoming marriage. I'm just using it as part of the story. So, Redbone is getting married. And... The wedding day has changed several times. In the midst of all of this, I'm wondering, why is she so quiet about it? Most women shout it to the rooftop when they get their ring, when they're in love, when they're planning the wedding. There was no talks about a bridal shower, bridal party, invitations, the dress, the decorum, flower arrangements, location, something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. None of that. And I thought that was kind of strange. And so I said to myself, 
Redbone is hiding something. So, cousins, at that point, I became disinterested in attending this wedding. But I said, you know what? I'm going to do my best. Now, let me insert something here. At the top of the year, Redbone had discovered how old buddy was having sexual intercourse with a decent amount of women. And I don't think Redbone told me about all of the women she knew about. She told me how she found out about it, which was just like, God, that was, that was God. That was an act of God. But like I said, I don't think that Redbone told me about all of the women. So there was like an ex-wife or two. There was like video sexing, nudes, screenshots, pictures, GPS maps. She knew when he went, wherever he went, stayed overnight, left in the morning, what time he left in the morning, because of the GPS map. And she was like, well, if he went to this address at 11 o'clock at night, that's a booty call. And then he left five something in the morning. That's because old girl has something to do. She probably had to go to work. He had to be up before the kids woke up. And so with Redbone having all of this important information that God had revealed to her, I thought that Redbone would eventually separate from him. The catch-22 of it was the two of them had never spoke about being exclusive with each other. He thought he was single and dating, which dating is like AKA single. And he conducted himself like he was single. While she thought whatever it was that she thought. So the whole pandemic happened. She decided to stick with one person. I think it was really because the sex was good. I'm keeping it real. I think it was because the sex was good to her. And she fell in love with him. That's what I think. So now Redbone is pregnant and engaged. And with me knowing this information that happened at the beginning of the year, I said, okay, I have to make a decision because even though I've known her, I, in my heart, I don't consider us to be friends because of the things that she has done over the course of time of us reconnecting. 
like she felt it was a really good idea for me to go live on social media and want to tell the LGBTQ community about what the Bible says about being LGBTQ. And I said to her, well, if you do it, you go live and I'll join in with you. She never mentioned it again. Now, cousins, we all know how the LGBTQ community is. You can't say too much because the entire community will off your head. So why would she come to me and want me to put my livelihood, my reputation, my brand in the line of fire like that? But bitch, do you even like me? You know what I'm saying, cousins? So when I flipped it around on her and said, you go live and I join in with you, it was like, oh, I ain't doing that. But why is it okay for me to do it, but not okay for you to do it? You got, you got a mouth just like I do. I hate when people want to tell me to do something that they would never do themselves. Because that's what had me thinking, you really don't like me. You looking for me to slip. But bitch, every time I slip is into a blessing. How about that? I can't stand it when people do that. And I can't stand a hypocrite. They don't like for you to do something to them, but as soon as you pull a them on them, they are offended. They are so offended. But why you mad, bruh? Sis, why you mad? That was the what I did was the exact same thing that you did. So you don't you don't like the mirror that you just saw? Do you really like yourself? That was one of the things that she did. Then it was another time, and this is stupid, but there's a moral to it. I had sent her a message through Messenger, or maybe it was a screenshot of something. And I remember getting a call and like doing dishes and cooking and just doing multiple things at one time. And I have completely forgotten that I had even sent the message and I was supposed to go back and say why I had sent the message. I had completely forgotten about it. And then one day she decided to be tit for tat petty and got revenge on me, did the same thing. So I called her up on the phone like the grown ass woman that I am. And I said, listen, sis, when I sent you that message, I was supposed to tell you why I had sent it. But all of these things had came up at one time and I had completely forgotten to go back and tell you why I had sent the message. So I, it wasn't my intentions to offend you. She was as quiet as a church mouse. You see, when you approach a petty person or immature person with adulthood and womanhood and logical sense, they, it catches them off guard. They don't know what to say or do with themselves. But I'm like, but if you was offended by something so minuscule, why didn't you come to me like a woman and just say so? Why did you feel the need to be petty? Now I'm looking at you like you're not a woman. And I'm also mindful because I'm like, okay, you petty. 
So you liable to do anything. You liable if you if you're offended at something so childish, you're liable to be offended at a whole lot of things that I wouldn't even be paying attention to. And the next thing I know, you're going to be doing something and I'll probably catch you in your throat. I'll probably catch you dead clean in your trachea. Because you're not going to keep coming for me when I didn't send for you. You take an offense when no offense is due. Wasn't nobody trying? Wasn't nobody sitting back thinking about, well, how can I offend this? I, I'm bored. How can I offend? Her? Well, let me do something petty. Let me do something childish and offend. I don't have time for that. I'm too grown for that. I'm going to say what I got to say if I choose to say something, and then I'm going to keep it pushing. If I choose to say something, because I probably won't. I probably don't even like a person enough to even bother to say anything. I'm keeping it real, cousins. I've learned to pick and choose my battles at my age. Some battles ain't worth fighting. Some battles is worth fighting. Some battles you ain't have, you don't have no other choice but to fight. Sometimes you choose not to fight for the sake of keeping relationships. Some relationships is worth keeping. Some relationships, you should just put it right on the top of, of, a, of a high-rise building and kick that relationship clean off <laughs> of that building. <laughs> Am I lying? Okay. So I can go on with a list of things, you know, that she's done. And for that... I might speak to her three or four times out of the year. Other than that, I don't really bother. I don't bother with her. Because if something like seriously major comes up, I'm like borderline of if she push me, I'm not going to like her. And I'm going to be looking to punch her in her face. Versus... I'm cool as long as you keep quiet and leave me alone. We are we will never be BFFs for life. Cuz I don't I don't like I don't like a characteristics. I don't like it. I find her to be like a vault box of knowledge, but I don't find it to be valuable. I don't think that she knows anything that I can't google. Or research on um, uh, YouTube. There really is nothing in it for me to be acquainted with her. Literally, there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. But I don't speak to people and have relationships with people for what I can get out of it. That's not what I do. But it makes me wonder, should I start doing it? All right, so she's getting married now. There's a lot that she's hiding. I really don't care. Like, y'all remember that that one year where this phrase kept going around and everybody in the ghetto was saying it and they were saying, zero fucks are given. Yeah, so that's how much care I have about the marriage. Like that's I'm, that's it. I'm just I'm just keeping it real. I'm not interested. 
So, with the first um, wedding date, I'm like, all right, let me wait to see what happens because anything could come up. And I definitely wouldn't willingly go out to a whole nother state just to visit her. I wouldn't. I'm not lying. There would have to be a reason. And the wedding would be a reason. However, my governor had put her state on the travel advisory list. I said, you know what? I had open heart surgery. I ain't with all of this coronavirus stuff. I'm not going to risk my life to attend a wedding. So I reached out to her and I said, yeah, you know, it's on a do not travel advisory list by my governor. So I'm not going to make it. I'm really sorry about that. It's just, you know, the whole pandemic and it's just a bad time. And, you know, my health situation, so forth and so on. And I think that she was really mad. I think that she was mad. But she didn't have any other choice but to accept what I was saying. So I offered to send her a wedding gift. No, let me back up. So she says to me, yeah, I know. I saw that. And so my first question was, why are you watching a state that you don't even live in? And secondly, you knew it was on the travel advisory list, but you intentionally wasn't going to say anything. Knowing my health situation, you didn't care. So I could risk my life for your little stinky wedding. But would you ever risk your life for my wedding during the pandemic? And let me tell you something, child. I know her like the back of my hand. She would never, for nobody's wedding, under any circumstances, leave her state for anyone or anything. She would say, oh, I can't, for myself, I can't, I got kids. I can't die. Nobody on the planet is like, yeah, I'll die. Except for the people that are suicidal. But you guys catch my gist. So she was willing to allow me to do something for her that she would never in a million years do for me. Sis had no intentions on saying a single thing to me. You understand what I'm saying, cousins? So I, I, I noticed it, but I didn't say anything to her. I'm like, well, it's not like I don't know I'm dealing with a selfish person. And I don't never have a problem with selfish people. I have a problem when people make selfish decisions that negatively impact me. And so her decision to invite me to this wedding, knowing my health situation, 
in the middle of a pandemic is a selfish decision that could have negatively impacted me. Nobody strives, to the best of my knowledge, to get COVID-19. So I don't want to put myself inadvertently in a situation where I could contract it. I get enough with work, the supermarket, outside. I get enough. And then she wants to have this wedding in the dead of the winter where it's flu season, people get colds, people got allergies. And we're in a pandemic. It's four things happening at one time. But all she was thinking about was herself, and I thought that was dead wrong and selfish. She Listen to me, cousins. She wasn't going to say anything to me. She was just going to let me risk my life to travel. Strike one. So she asked me if there was any sea moss up here in New York. And I said, you know something, I was just in a supermarket and I just seen like a whole wall with bags upon bags and containers upon containers of sea moss. I do want to go back to that particular supermarket because they sell something there that I want to get. So I'm going to see if they have some in there. She says, oh, I can't find any here. I even tried Amazon, but I just can't find any so forth and so on. I said, okay, I got you. So about a month later, I'm finally moseying my way onto this particular supermarket. And as I'm standing there looking at the sea moss, my intuition told me, don't do it. And I thought, well, I'm going to listen to my instincts. I put some sea moss in my cart for myself, continued on with the shopping, and went on home. I reached out to her and I said, oh, I didn't find any sea moss. Sis said to me, oh, it's okay, I found some. So you wasn't going to say anything? You was being greedy? You was just going to let me spend my money to purchase the sea moss, spend my money to ship it to you so you can have extra sea moss? You wasn't going to say anything? You done made another selfish decision concerning me? Oh, sis, you wowing. Girl. You wowing. In the midst of all of this, I asked her, what was she like for a wedding gift since I wasn't going to make it? Now, I figured even though zero fucks was given and I had no interest in her wedding, I thought, well, you know what? I never met him. He never did anything to me. He never said anything to me. Uh, you know, there's no reason for me to dislike him. If she's okay with him smashing Takesha, Takara, Tasha, Rolanda, Shayla, Sarah, Karen, Susie. If she like it, then I love it. She grown as hell with four kids. That's the type of decision that she make for herself. Cool. If she feels that he all of a sudden stopped, cool. 
I'm not going to feel no type of way about it. I'm not going to give old buddy no attitude. I'm not going to do none of that. I'm going to go and be supportive of her and the decision that she made for herself. Even though I'm not interested. That was my decision, child. That was my decision. So I was selfless in that decision when I really should have been selfish from the gate. You understand? So, I asked her what type of gift she wanted to give. She told me something spiritual that has something to do with union. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. Girl, I'm going to get you a, a mirror because you're vain. You can see yourself in this here mirror. But... In all fairness, the mirror was lit, though. You could plug your iPhone into it, play music from your iPhone to your mirror, and the music comes out of the speakers of the mirror. You know, it had lights on it. It was lit. It was. It was a lit mirror. I think it was like $22, something like that. Right up my alley. My friend said to me, don't pay more than $20 for the gift. And that should include taxes and shipping. And my friend was absolutely right. But the extra $2 wasn't going to make me any richer or any poorer. So I went with the mirror. I thought to get to hit um, Mr. and Mrs. wine glasses. But then I was like, Because eh. I don't even know if, the, if it's even going to go down. So I don't want to get something like that for it to be in a closet. I'd rather get. Something that I know she'd like and she's vain. So anything vain, she'd love. Anything where she could see herself, think about herself, speak about herself, do for herself, she'd love it. Hint, hint. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Okay. So I went with the mirror. Now my mirror was more lit and it cost more money and had three mirrors and light bulbs on around it and you connected to the Wi-Fi and it was wireless and you could play music from it and you could do all sorts of things with this mirror. My mirror was lit lit. That was, that's mine. So anyway. <laughs> Sis contacted me again. Changed the wedding date, then contacted me a third time, changed the wedding date again a third time. The third time, I didn't even respond. I have nothing to say. But I decided that I wasn't even going to send a wedding gift. Do you know why? Because two strikes was against her. You was willing to let me spend my money on this sea moss, and you had no intentions on saying anything. Not that $20 for the Seamoss and shipping was going to make me any richer or any poorer. It's not. It's the principle. Where's your integrity? Why aren't you noble? Why are you making these selfish decisions when I told you I can't take selfish people? Because their selfish decisions negatively impact me. Why would you make that type of decision with me? You know you want to hear from me more often. You would you would start crying and tears of happiness if I were to show up in your state. You know you got love for me, but why would you do something that you know I don't like? That'll have me cutting you off. So why would you do? What was you thinking? 
on top of that, you had no intentions on even saying anything to me about your state being on the travel advisory list. It's okay for me to die for you, but it's not okay for you to die for me. What? Now, I'm not even sending a wedding gift. I'm not tribe. So here's what I want to say to you. I'm not mad at her. I've always known that I was dealing with a vain, egotistical, sneaky, manipulative, lying person. She's not a blatant, um, blatant pathological liar, but she's a liar. I knew that I was dealing with a person who's not a woman. I knew that I was dealing with a petty tit-for-tat person. I knew that I was dealing with someone who has insecurities. Like, I knew these things. But now to add to the list of your selfishness will have a negative impact on me. We're adding to that now. And it bothers me because, like I said at the beginning of this podcast... I'm a woman of integrity, and, and I'm noble, and I'm a selfless person. I'll think of things that would bring balance, and I'll think about the benefit of everybody, including myself. I'll find balance, but other people are not that way. They're going to do what's best for them, and that's it. They don't take into consideration how their decision could hurt somebody else. This is a selfish world and it's a backwards place. I love earth. I'm glad God allows me to see another day on earth. It's a beautiful place, but it's a backwards place. People are backwards. I know this. And I think it's very hard for somebody like me to have like a select few close-knit people because to every selfless person, there's like 5,000 selfish people. And to find that one person who's selfless is like a needle in a haystack. And by the time they come along... Their hearts is so guarded. They have rockwallers around their heart. They have an electric fence. They have barbed wires. They have, uh, what you call them, snipers, you know, all sorts of things guarding their heart. And they just don't trust anybody. And so it's hard for me, who don't come with that sort of thing, to say, hey, I'm actually just like you. I'm selfless, just like you. I have a good heart, just like you. Like we're twinning right now. They won't trust anything that I say. They're not even going to stick around long enough to let my actions speak for themselves. They're not going to stick around long enough to allow 
me to prove or they they won't stick around long enough for me to earn their trust. They won't stick around long enough for that. So I'm actually, even though I enjoy being a loner, I'm actually like literally a loner. I have friends, I have acquaintances, people I could call and talk to if I need a ear, I have a support system, all of that stuff. But I'm a loner. I'm not alone, but I'm a loner. So, with Redbone, I have decided that I'm not even going to bother to say anything to her because I don't even like her like that. I'm being honest. I don't like her like that. And for her to do these two things on top of trying to get me to be in 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 a in a uh lion's den of the LGBTQ community and her putting me in the middle of her one life to live show without my consent, knowledge or permission like we have a problem like we got a serious problem she won't hear she thinks she only hear from me three or four times a year now she's going to be blessed and highly favored to even hear from me once a year this is a person that's not even an acquaintance like I'm on the verge of like I think you're an enemy. That's what I'm on the verge of. I'm, 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 I'm there. Like I think, I think, you know, even though you're thinking about yourself, your thoughts are all about you and what you can, what you want and how you can get it. I, I think you're, I think you're my enemy. I think you've made yourself my enemy because of your selfishness. I think she's made herself my enemy because of her selfishness. So anyhow, I just wanted to come on and share this crazy story with you guys. And like I said, even though it's stupid, there was still a moral to the story. Like, if you actually like somebody, why don't you think about how you treat them? That's what I want to tell you guys. If you like someone, think about how you treat them. And let them decide for themselves whether they want to stick around or not. Don't manipulate anybody into staying in your life. Some people are there for a lifetime. Some people are just there for a season. But if you really want to carry yourself like a grown adult, then treat people how you would treat yourself. The same way you protect your money, protect the people that you care about. Let me say that again. Treat people the way that you treat yourself. The same way that you protect your money, protect the people that you care about that same way.
you'll really stand out from the crowd in this selfish world. So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Listen to your intuition. It's always speaking to you. God is always speaking to you. The universe is always speaking to you. There's always something going Your dreams is always speaking to you. There's always some, some entity, higher power, that is speaking to you. And you know my prayer was was I'm so thankful that I listen to the inner voice within me. I'm so thankful that I listen to God when he's speaking to me. Well, I can hear. Like I'm thankful that I can hear my inner voice and that I can hear God. And and there's certain parts of me that is mean, there's certain parts of me that is stubborn and I don't, I don't want that to go anywhere. Do you know why? Because it saves my ass. It saves me. I remember there was a woman who wanted me to like, at least this was the way that I was seeing it. It was like she wanted me to make her a God in my life. And I was like, no, God is God. What? Girl, <laughs> and she came from the church. At least that was how uh, that that was the way that I was receiving it. And it seemed as if when I didn't do what she had wanted me to do. There was chastisement. And if you look up the definition of the word chastisement, that means to severely beat. So I got severely beat by her spiritually, verbally, mentally, and emotionally. And I said, you know what? I don't have to I don't have to stick around. Like, do you know how many churches there are in, in on this planet? You know how many churches there are just in New York alone? Like, I don't have to sit here. You got beat into wanting God. I'm not going to get beat into wanting God. God don't beat me into wanting him. So why would I allow a human being to, to beat me or scare me into wanting God? God didn't do that to me. You know what he did? He wooed me. He wooed me. That's what he did. He talked to me. He was patient with me. He explained things to me. He showed me love, agape love, pure love, unconditional love. He didn't beat me. I wasn't sticking around to allow no human to do anything like that to me. I chucked up them deuces and kept it pushing. Oh, girl, God is my God. That's, that's it. No human being is going to be my God, I'm sorry. Matter of fact, I'm sorry I'm not sorry. How about that? And I don't suggest you try would allow anybody in the church to be the face of God for you. Because what they are displaying, excuse me, is not what God will show you. And I'm speaking from experience. 
when the pastor mess up, forgive them. Charge it to their head and not their heart. They're a human being. They're going to do whatever it is that they're going to do. They have their temptations. They have their bad days. They have their bad moods and their mood swings. And they have days where they're hurt. And they have days where they, you know, have to deal with grief. Forgive them. Don't take it so personal. They're not the face of God for you. God is responsible for his face for you and to you. Remember I said that. I don't even know how the hell I even got on that topic. <laughs> but to God be all the glory. Because I'm quite sure it was for a reason. Something that he wants somebody to know. Amen. Well, I thank you, church, for coming on in and gathering yourselves and for listening to me uh, and what was on my heart tonight and, uh, well, this morning, because now it's 1.56 a.m. and I need to go to sleep. Um, until we speak again, well, until I speak to you again, I'm going to bid you a good night. Good morning and a good day. May God broaden your borders and enlarge your territory and cause his hand to be with you that it shall not pain you. May you go richer and richer by the day. May you possess the gates of your enemy. May you resist the devil and cause him to flee. Let no pestilence come nigh your dwelling. And I pray the protection of Psalms 23 over you from the crown of your head unto the soles of your feet. And may you get revelation, clarity, and insight concerning God that you may come to know that your name is engrafted in the palms of his hands. Amen and amen. Shalom.